Despite the challenges COVID-19 presents to this year's athletes, today's guest has remained a strong and dedicated leader in her team's bubble. As the only senior on the UNC women's gymnastics team, she discusses the struggles of competing during a pandemic and how her gratitude toward the sport has forever changed. Listen to learn more about how today's guest has overcome the challenges of the bubble, how she has led her team during this time, and how she realized her sport cannot be her identity. Hi, welcome to this episode of Bench. This is your host, Jules Makia, and our wonderful guest, Lily Dean. Lily, thanks for joining us today. Of course, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I think the conversation today is going to be really interesting. Lily and I both wanted to kind of share our stories and what it's like being in the bubble because it's not fun. And I think although we get to compete and it's a really wonderful opportunity, there are sacrifices that we're making. And sometimes, you know, that doesn't always show up when you see us compete or when you see us posting things. So Lily, I just wanted to start off giving you the opportunity to kind of share what it's been like this year in COVID specifically, you know, getting back to campus and then getting in the bubble for season. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think first semester, I'll start with first semester. I think that was a struggle on its own. First semester versus second semester were really different because the first semester was all about preseason. Our preseason in gymnastics is super long. It's like from September to basically January when we start. So that was a struggle within knowing if season's going to happen. You know, I think a lot of the times, like for me, I wanted to opt out for a lot of it because I didn't know if there was going to be a season and I didn't know if it was going to be worth it. And I think I like now I realize that it was 100% worth it to stay in it once season started. But in the moment, it it was definitely hard to stay motivated all times. Like I'd have one week where I was super motivated. You know, it's my senior year. Like I just want to end on a good note. And then the week later, I was like, well, like COVID's really bad right now. Are we going to even have a season? And it was hard to kind of stay within that like line of being motivated. And then I think then to fast forward a little bit and you go into season and second semester, it, it definitely made it worth it. Like I remember sitting there in my first meet and being like, oh, wow, we made it. And it made it even more special, I think. But at the same time, like you're still in a pandemic and there's a lot of rules and you have to follow a lot, a lot of protocols. So I think there's ups and downs overall for sure. But I think that we can all kind of relate to that to some extent or another. Yeah, no, I think everyone has had a challenging year, but then adding being an athlete on top of it and having to adapt to not having your team, your equipment, your, you know, training tools going home for me, it was like, well, I don't have a rowing machine. You know, I don't have, I can't get in a boat by myself. I don't have a boat. I don't have a lake. But besides that, I think, you know, I'm really proud of my team. We are spring sport, and not only are we a spring sport, but rowing starts a little bit later. Our first race is usually the first weekend of March. So actually, we're filming this right now. It's March 3rd. We're going to be racing this Saturday. Yeah, the last time we raced was literally one year ago. So to stay motivated for this entire year without having that end goal has been such a challenge. And you can just see the shift at practice recently. You know, like it's been a tough year, but like this, the past two weeks, like we are so close. Like people are, you know, having fun. Like we got off the water, it poured the other day. Like there was like a storm, it was freezing and everyone was so happy just because we're like- That's awesome. We're so close. And it's been so hard because somehow we made it through the fall without really, I don't think, I think maybe two people on our team got COVID and we're a team of like 50 plus. It was wild. But then this spring, you know, we came back for winter training. 
Nobody had it. It was great. And then people's roommates started trickling in. And we had a horrible outbreak slash contact tracing thing. And so it was like, you know, we got so close to getting back to our season. And it was like this big kick in the butt. And like, it sucked. And then I personally was contact traced because somebody I was a close contact with in a boat had tested positive for COVID. And so I had just come back from mono. I had made it through winter training and I was so happy. Like I was ready to go. I was so excited. And then I got contact traced, wasn't able to train for two weeks, you know, only could run, like couldn't use equipment because I was a close contact. So I think that's, what's so challenging. It's like, you have to constantly pull yourself out of this, like negativity out of this, like, you know, are we going to have a season? Like our coaches basically sat us down and they're like, you cannot think that anymore. Like we are going to have a season. Do not let the thought enter your mind that we won't, or, you know, you're not going to get the outcomes you wanted. And when we made that shift, I felt, you know, a big difference, but to say it's easy and to say, you know, sticking through all of this has been an easy thing to do. It hasn't, you know, people are dealing with a lot and, and that's something we've, you know, talked about in the past, but, um, you know, I think we're both seniors and that's like another thing I wanted to ask you because you have an even more unique situation in that you're the only senior on your team. What has that been like this being your last year at Carolina, having to lead the team through this? You know, what's what's been your experience there? Yeah, well, first of all, I can definitely relate to like what you had been through with all COVID and close contact and stuff. I think I definitely have struggled being the only senior. I mean, like, I'm so grateful I have, like, the rest of my team to fall back on. But it definitely, it's a different position, I think. Like, you're getting ready to graduate. And for me personally, I envision my senior year to, like, or I always have envisioned it, which could be good or bad, as, like, doing greatly athletically, like, socially. You know, like, I just envision it to go a certain way. And I think with covid Like, it's just not. And then on top of that, you put in getting COVID, you get quarantined, you get close contact. Like, for me to kind of relate to your story. So we, like, for preseason, December is really important for us. So at first, we didn't think we were going to be able to go home. And it was really, like, it meant a lot. Our coaches were like, it's really important you guys go home. Like, you need that break. And I really appreciated that. So we got to go home. But obviously, there's risk involved with that. Um, my dad ended up having COVID. So then I was a close contact on the 26th. Or like, I was a close contact with him on Christmas. Was supposed to go back the 27th. So I found out the 26th that I was going to have to do another 14 days, which it doesn't seem like that much. But in perspective, like, when you're about to start season in like beginning of January, we started like a few weeks later, but still like those, that's kind of like prime time for us, especially for like the team to really like get our routines together, our lineups together. So it was hard to not be involved with that. So I came back and I was lucky. I was able to compete the first meet and then the second meet got canceled, which was fine. Like we knew that was going to happen. It's part of the year, you know, bumps in the road. But then I think, and then after that, the week after I got hurt and I was, so I've been out for like five meets now and I'm hoping to come back this weekend, but it definitely like by any means has not been the season I wanted to. And I felt a lot of isolation during it, even having your team, you know, I don't live with my team. I live with roommates outside of my team and it's nice to be like with them, but also I have to be careful around them. So I think The biggest part of being the only senior is not being able to relate in ways that seniors kind of relate, you know, like you're, you're moving on, you're going somewhere else, you know, you're trying to find jobs. And that's been really hard to not be able to relate in that way. And then I think one of the biggest things too, is the balance is gone. You know, when COVID 
you're in a bubble, like you, you lose a lot of your social life aspects, you lose going to class, even just things that make you who you are that like, you kind of have to put on the back burner because you have to put so much into your sport. And I think that's been super hard because I'm not one really that can just put all my emphasis on gymnastics. I need that balance in my life to be able to really thrive in the gym and in other parts of my life. So I think that's been really hard. I think isolation um, definitely felt lonely at times, you know, which I think everyone can go through. But I think as a senior, it's, it's a little bit different because you know you're on like the end, you're, you're at the end and you, you know that gymnastics essentially isn't everything. No, for sure. And I think the other challenge of being a senior is you have to lead others during this time, but you don't even know how to do it yourself. So you're figuring yeah. it out and, you know, you're trying to pretend you have it all together. Meanwhile, you know, you it, it's so hard to deal with. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a really good point. There's definitely been times where like, like, again, like going back to how it was hard to be motivated all the time, which, you know, ultimately comes down to me. But going into the gym and not being motivated, I would sit there and be like, I, I can't essentially do that because you don't want the other girls to not be motivated, you know. So I think like finding that contrast between like being motivated, but also like keeping your best interest in self, like if you need that time to yourself and to like kind of feel what you feel like that's OK. Yeah, I think. This is interesting. Like you and I have a different perspective here. You live with nine teammates. I live with one teammate. And so I want to know about your experience, but at least mine has been challenging in the sense like me and my roommate, best friends, I love her dearly, but her and I talk all the time. We're like, we only see each other. And like, as much as I love you, this is not healthy. No, exactly. And you guys probably, do you guys see yourselves talking about rowing? Like maybe an unhealthy amount. Yes, all the time. But see, that's the other thing. It's like we have literally nothing else to talk about because it's it's our life. And it's funny, like I actually started nannying this semester and we have to put our bubble essentially on a piece of paper and talk to our coaches about it. And it was funny because I was like, the only two people I see are my roommate and the eight-year-old I babysit, which love them both. They're both awesome, but I'm 21, almost 22. It's like, this is not healthy. Like... I can't see my family. I can't see my friends. And that's a whole nother thing too that's been really challenging is like, I've had friends reach out and like, hey, I'm back in Chapel Hill. Like, do you wanna hang out? Do you wanna go on a walk? I'm like, I literally can't. And I'm sorry, like, I know you don't understand this, but like, it's not worth it. Like, I was like, I'm raised, like I had a friend reach out to me yesterday. She's like, do you wanna go on a walk outside? I'm like, you know, even that to me, is just too much of a risk. Like, it's just not worth it. Like, I miss you, you know, I just can't. I'm sorry. And it's like, that's such a hard thing to do. And then, you know, you have the opposite problems. Like, you know, you live with people that don't live on the team, which is nice because you have, you know, a world outside of your team. But at the same time, they're a constant danger to you and to your season and to your teammates. Yeah. Like my roommates have been so smart. Like they are so smart. But for me, it's more like they also have things going on. So like, I don't want to put them in harm. They don't want to put me in harm. You know, so we kind of like all do our own thing as well. So it's just definitely like a, a weird spot because you want to look out for their best interests. They want to look out for my best interests. So we don't we don't have people over a lot, you know, from our different circles. So I think there's sacrifices everywhere, too. Yeah. And I mean, I can speak to this, too. I know I've had a couple of teammates that have dealt with the challenge of their girls that they live with that, you know, still have lives as they should, you know, they're not on the team. They don't have to live by the crazy rules we have, which they're there because they make sense. But, 
you know, it's like you can't actually ask other people to make the sacrifices you're making. And therefore, you know, that's a challenge. That's a point of tension. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely hard to like be like, well, I have this commitment. Therefore, you can't go hang out with your friends. But again, like my roommates have been so good about it anyway. So I've been grateful in that aspect. But at the same time, yeah, it's definitely hard. Yeah, I think we faced a lot of challenges too. You know, our rules had a lot of, at the beginning, they were pretty, you know, make good decisions, keep your circle small. But because of the outbreak we had, we had to fully shut down. No friends, no family, no significant other, no one that lives outside of your house. You cannot even see teammates outside of practice. And that is hard. Yeah, that's hard. No, that's super hard. So that's where I think our team's a little different. So honestly, like the first week of school, me and a few other girls on the team definitely broke protocol, got COVID. And like, I think after that, we all kind of sat back and just reevaluated and was like, okay, this obviously isn't going to work. But I, I don't think like we, I hate to even call them like rules, you know, because we don't really have like, we don't have a list of rules in place. We don't have per se a bubble, which I think can be good and bad. Like we just have this like trust in each other that we're doing what we think is best for the team. You know, I think we have a general consensus of what's smart and what's not outside the team. We're just smart. But I think to kind of like go off of that, I think it's made our team bond extremely better because you're putting everything in for these girls. You're giving, you're dedicating so much more so than a normal year, which I think has really helped too. So I think the biggest difference between our teams is the size. So you guys are, you know, way smaller and you guys don't, so aren't you guys able to stay distant at practice to a certain degree and like, yes. so we had the opposite problem. Yeah, but you're like in a boat. You're like with everyone. Yeah. So, you know, it's like when you look at our team large scale and you start to break down, it's like, okay, let's say everybody on our team has four close contacts. Well, when you multiply that by, you know, 50, (laughs) that's a lot of people. Right. So it's like we have literally a page of rules. (laughs) It's hanging on my fridge. And like it is strict, but it's like we learned our lesson pretty early on. Like we need them, unfortunately. And It sucks because I think everybody tries to make the best decisions, but at the same time, you can only control those controllables. But then there's the, you know, uncontrollables. And we had a lot of serious conversations. And I think it got to a point where it was people were almost villainized, not necessarily by our teammates, but by staff about, you know, if you were a close contact or if you, you know, somehow got it. And it really made me upset because I was like, you could get it going to the grocery store. You could get it you know, doing simple things. And we have lives outside of rowing. You know, we can't not, you know, I personally, until Wegmans opened up because they have free like deliveries or free um, pickup. There's a lot of places, you know, you have to pay for it. I'm like, I'm not paying for it. I'm poor. Like I'm a college student or like I have to have a job because I financially need to have a job. And, you know, our coaches, we've had these serious conversations, but I think there was this almost like disconnect where like we can only, you know, do so much. A coach actually recently got COVID and we have no idea how she's very careful. All of our coaching staff is very careful, but it was almost as much as it sucked. It's almost a good room. And she even acknowledged it when she emailed us. She's like, this is ironic. Like we just talked about this, but maybe it was a good reminder. Like, yeah, it's not always like you can do everything right. And it can still happen. Like, yes. And and that's, what's so important to note. And like, I think that was a good reminder to our whole team of like, this is why, like, 
you have to take these rules seriously because even if you do, you know, you could still get it. But right. what we've been saying is like, if you don't care about getting COVID, think about this. If you get it, the, t- the person in front and behind you in the boat have to quarantine for 14 days. And if they end up getting it, they're probably out a month, which means they're out several races and that's their entire season. Like you could literally ruin somebody else's season. And so when you're talking about it in the sense of a team, and we're also low on numbers right now because of COVID and things like that, we have really had to have these serious conversations and and it's been challenging, but I think it's been good. And it, like you said, it has brought us together, but it's also tough because we can't see each other outside of practice if you're not a close contact. Yeah. So it's, it's a weird disconnect, but I think like why we're at practice, it's really like, we're lucky to be there. It's like, mm-hmm. we get to be with each other. Like for those couple hours a day, like you forget yeah. about the fact like we're in a pandemic because it's like we get to be with a large group of people. Not many other people get to do that and we get to do it safely. Yeah, no, you're right. No, and that's the thing too is like we, there's been universities that like canceled their whole seasons, you know, and I would hate to be in that position. It would suck, especially as a senior, like you want to compete or play or what do you, what do you call rowing? Like, um, do you call it like competing? (laughs) Yeah, competing, like we get to row. Rowing, yeah. 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 And you, so you want, like, you want, you want to do that your senior year. And I think for like younger ones too, you don't want to jeopardize anything for other girls. Like that would be the worst feeling. Like I'm happy when I got COVID, not happy. I'm like, I regret getting COVID, but I'm happy that it happened in the beginning of the preseason because one, it taught us that like, it puts everyone else, like it's, it's almost selfish to like, do something like that and put the other girls in jeopardy, you know, because everyone's here for the same goal. Like we all want to compete and do what we love. Yeah, of course. I wanted to ask you about mental health in the bubble and what it's been like for you, what it's been like for your team. You know, I feel like there are a lot of positives to being able to compete. It's an opportunity. Like our coach always say, it says like you get to compete, like you are lucky. Um, but I think it's important to acknowledge and make sure people understand like you're not alone. Like the bubble is very isolating And, you know, what has that been like for you? Yeah, I think I like kind of touched on it before, but I think a big thing was loneliness. Usually without a COVID year, I I would say I'm a pretty social person. And I think I take a lot of pride in having other things outside of gymnastics and having those relationships outside. So when those were kind of taken away, I felt extra lonely and I had to work on ways to deal with that and work on ways on my self-worth that didn't involve gymnastics. And I think when I got injured, that even reinforced that even more because that I wasn't even contributing as like a gymnast on the team. You know, I had to find other ways to help there. And I remember there was one point where I was like, I was moving mats and stuff. And I was like, dang, like, this is really how my senior year is going. But at the same time, like, it's a cool experience because you learn a, a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about what you need personally, what you need for your mental health. I think it's easy to get wrapped up in just being a gymnast during COVID because that's all you've been working for. But then there's been times where I had a really bad practice and I come home and I just keep dwelling and dwelling on it because I have not, like, I don't have those outside factors. So I think it was important for me to like realize and be conscious I was doing that rather than just let it happen. And like, whether again, like, like I'm still going through it, you know, we're still going through it. And I think we might not have the answers to like how we can make it better, you know, but I think just at least acknowledging and being conscious that like, if you don't feel well that day, that's okay. Or like taking it day by day is really the only way to go about it. No, for sure. That's a great way to put it. I think for me, it's been setting boundaries. 
because I'm so bad about it. I think for me, it's like, so I was able to graduate this fall and obviously, you know, I wanted my four, four full years and I'm a spring sport. Like I wanted my last season, especially with COVID, you know, I lost a year. So I was like, I'm going to add a minor, take this one class and be able to compete. So I'm in one class. So it's really like my life revolves around rowing. And I'm so bad about, you know, over committing to things and just having a lot going on. And I've really had to do a better job of like setting boundaries or even being like, you know, one day I went for a walk with one of my close contacts in the boat and I was like, let's talk about something else besides rowing because we have to have these boundaries and we have to like have more than rowing. And I think, you know, I'm the same way. I've always prided myself on being more than just a rower or an athlete, but with COVID, it's almost like this is what you are. It's so hard. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like freshman, sophomore year, I like really would get wrapped up in that, you know, and I kind of like, I felt like I was making my way into not identifying myself as just a gymnast. And then COVID hit and it was like, it kind of like made me like step backwards. And I was like, whoa, like I, like I remember this and I don't like it, you know, but this way it's a lot harder to kind of find those things outside of the gym. You can't see your family as much. You can't go see your friends outside of gym as much. You can't go on like, like I'll go on walks and stuff, but you can't go out to dinner with them. A lot of times you can't even going to class makes a difference, you know, like just having some social interaction around you that isn't about your sport. So I think it was, it was super hard to figure out like what worked and what didn't and having those boundaries. And if you're ever just like, like there's definitely times I came back from practice and I would just be like, like, I'm so grateful for being there and stuff, you know, but at the same time, I was just like, dang, I really wish there was like something I could do to like get my mind off of it. And there would, I had to like find ways to do that. Yeah. It's actually really funny how things worked out in, in the sense like, so when we came back from spring break last year, I turned 21 the day we got back. So this was like before COVID was bad before, like we were still making jokes about it, but you know, was that before it got canceled even? Right. Yeah. Yes. So this was, remember when they paused everything for like, they're like, oh, you'll come back in a week. Yes. Yes. So we came home from spring break and my birthday was that weekend. I turned 21. So, you know, I turned 21, the world shuts down. So anyways, my teammates threw this like huge party for me. And it was like, and it was like, you know, this is us outside of rowing. We just love each other. We get to be together. We get to hang out. You know, it was all of us. And this, it was so funny. It was like actually the last time we were together for several months because we're like, everyone's like, all right, we're going home for the next couple of days. See you on Friday. You know, we already had a reporting back time. Like we were already like, I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to go home. I'm just going to hang out for a couple of days. And then it was like, but so anyways, it was just like, you know, we had, it's not even like lives outside of rowing. It's like our lives within rowing. Like we are friends, we are teammates, we are people. And like, we did used to do all these things together. We used to, you know, have, Saturday nights together or go to baseball games on Sunday or, you know, go to women's lacrosse games on Saturday or like things like that, that we don't have anymore. And it's just so hard and it's so strange. But again, it's like, I think for me in the past couple of weeks, I've had this huge mental shift. And I think several, I think the majority of our team has had it. Like we get to race. We are so close and like, it makes everything so worth it. But there are times where you're just like, it sucks to get out of bed or it sucks to have these things. But on the reverse, I've also tried to look at it like rowing has given me a reason to get out of bed every day. It makes me feel like I have a purpose and I have people relying on me. And I think that is such an important thing during COVID and something I am so grateful for. And I don't know if that's 
similar to your experience? No, 100%. I think, yeah, like to your point, I think that it's been good and like it's been hard. It's been one of the hardest years of college for sure. But I think it's also been the most rewarding because I think once you get you get to season and you're like, okay, like this is what I was working for, you know, and it makes sense. But at the same time, as you're going through season and you're you're kind of getting into the swing of things, you kind of forget that there's still a pandemic and you get you get upset about these things. And then you have to kind of like take a step back and realize, okay, like I'm still in a pandemic. Like this is such an unprecedented year, like whatever happens at the end of the day, like I'm just proud that I like made it through. I think too, like you can have those end goals and want to succeed. But I think the most valuable is succeeding as a team and really somehow figuring out and maneuvering COVID to make it work. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And I remember you mentioned earlier talking about like your team culture has gotten closer and better. Do you think this will really impact your team moving forward into the next couple of years? I know obviously you won't be here, but do you think despite all the negatives of COVID, do you think it's brought some positives to team culture for you all? Yeah, I think for sure. I think for a background, I think we came in, like we hadn't done gymnastics in so long. You know, gymnastics isn't a sport where you can just take off and be like, okay, you know, you, you kind of constantly have to be doing something and staying in shape. And it was hard during quarantine and when we were all like actually at our homes because you couldn't go to gyms and you couldn't, use the equipment you wanted to use, kind of like growing. And so we got there. And for one, like we just weren't where we needed to be at the beginning of preseason. And you put on top of that, like the fact that you can't really see the girls outside the gym. So like it was like November. And I remember talking to Junior and I was like, I still don't feel like I know the freshmen that well, you know. And at that point, I was kind of scared, too, because I had given them COVID basically. So I was like, I don't want to like overstep any boundaries, but also I want to get to know them. So I think that was really cool to see over the progression from preseason to season and how close we have gotten because we just really honed in on what was important and in the moment it was gymnastics so I think the trust that we gained was incredible because there's just now this team trust that I think we've had in past years but I think it's definitely grown because we have to do it for each other you know it's like it's like a reliance on each other yeah also that just like makes me realize like Shout out to like all the freshman athletes. Like this is such a tough time for them. And it's like, you're so isolated anyway as a freshman normally, but then coming into a team and not even being able, like for us, like there were some teammates that I seriously did not know their names until like way late because in the fall we had pods and like you did not interact outside of your pod. Like we had split practices and I was in the older group and I literally did not meet several of the freshmen until this spring because I was in my pod and then I got mono and then I was out for a while. And so like to have all of them like be so dedicated and come in at such a challenging time, like I really have a lot of respect for all the freshmen out there. I give the freshmen so much props because that's so hard. I know if I was a freshman and I couldn't really create these bonds with the upperclassmen, it would be hard for me. I'd be like, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. I, I'd be, I'd feel like a chicken with my head cut off, basically. So yeah, I think, I think they deserve a lot of praise during this year, for sure. Yeah. And like, speaking on that too, like our coaches have been so supportive. They're like, we realize like, this is a lot to ask. And like, we realize like there are mental health struggles behind it, but they've really tried to keep us like positive and upbeat and been like, Think about it though, guys. Like there are so many other people that don't get to do these things. Like be grateful for that. And then another thing, like 
Poor SportsMed, like shout out to SportsMed. They are doing the most. They are so overworked and I feel so bad because the other thing too is usually they have one season in the, in the fall or spring or and like maybe a winter sport, but because everybody's championship seasons got moved, it's now not only do they have to deal with COVID, but they have to deal with both their teams in one season. I'm like, oh my gosh. No, I know. I know. I, I was actually going to make that point. I think the coaches and the trainers, honestly, all the staff have done like such a great, phenomenal job. I think our trainers in a normal year are so busy, you know, and then you put athletes getting close contacts, getting COVID, you know, COVID tests, COVID protocols at like competitions for us. You know, there's so much that goes in that you wouldn't even think about to imagine just for us to be able to compete, you know? So I think that's been really cool to see. And, and coaches too, like my head coach and I have gone this really cool connection because like, I remember calling her one time and just being like at, and during preseason and being like, I don't know why this is worth it. Like, are we going to have a season? Like, and she was like, she would talk to me and she'd be like, yes, like we're going to have a season. Like, don't worry. And really like get me to be in the place where I should be again. And it's been really cool because I think communication is a huge vital thing this year because if you can't, like there's so many things that you have to be adaptable about. So if you can't communicate them, then it's like not going to work. <laughs> yeah. And I think that reminds me too of like the transparency. Like one of our coaches got COVID and we found out immediately. I mean, like she got the call and I think she probably emailed us within the hour or so and I was like, see, that is so important. And what she did, like, and how she emailed us and how she handled it, everyone was like, I have the highest respect for you. Like, that is so great. And also the timing was perfect. She'll be back before our first race, I think. Like, she might be able to go. But it was just, like, the transparency and the, like, hey, this was a good reminder that you can do everything right and this can happen. So, like, do the small things and be prepared and just, like, you can control what you can control. So control those things. Right. It, it really, it really is controlling, like it sounds so cliche, but it really is like controlling the controllables and not letting the uncontrollables get to you because you really like anyone can get COVID at any time, you know, but that's why you have to take it day by day. And communication is so important in that, I think, too. Yeah. To kind of wrap all of this up, what do you think gymnastics has given you during this time that has taken so much? I feel like, ooh, it's given me so much. I think that the biggest thing, it's been em the emphasis on that sport cannot be my identity because it, it just affects my mental health. If I'm focused too much on gymnastics, then the other parts of my life are gonna have to be sacrificed and so is gymnastics. And then I think also too, it's it honestly has made the good times better. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but I think like team wise, like we've grown so much. And then when we do well, like it just makes it so much more worth it because we have sacrificed so much for each other. So I would say those two things would be the biggest things for me. But what about I'm curious about you, too. Yeah, I think I relate to that. I would say it's just it makes all the small things so much more important, like having a really great practice that makes my day like the past couple of days, my boat has just killed it. Like we have been doing so well. And like, that is just such a great thing to have just to, and, and just to have like people that rely on you and like, you know, that you're working for. It's like those days where you're just like, Oh my God, I'm so sore. I just want to die, but you got to get to practice and, you know, you're pulling for the person behind you or in front of you. And, you know, we do speeches for our team and you have to talk about why rowing is important to you, especially during COVID. And, you know, for me, I said, it's like, it gives me a purpose and 
you know, I had a really, my family had a really bad year. A lot of people had COVID. I lost my grandmother. You know, there were a lot of things that happened. But at the end of the day, like rowing has been there for me. Like my teammates have been there for me. It's given me a purpose, gets me out of bed every day. And just like, I can't tell you how excited I am for this weekend. And like seeing all of the little things come together and like make everything worth it. Make that misery. Like there are days that are so bad, but then there are days that you're like, this is why I do it. Like this is why we get to race this weekend. And that's why. Right. And kind of going off of that, you see that in a normal year, you see why it's worth it. But I think because there's been so many obstacles this year, you see it so much more and you appreciate it so much more. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Like I appreciate the opportunity I have even more because it has been taken away from me. And it might, it might suck in the moment, like in the moment, like there's days that are really, really sucky, but at the end of the day, like I'm going to look back and be like, okay, that, that was probably one of the most impactful years I've had. Yeah. I think, I think that's such a good point. It's like, I'm going to look back 10 years from now and I'll be like, COVID sucked, but like my team worked their ass off and like, I'm trusting the people around me with my last season at Carolina and they're doing the same. The team's given me so much and I'm so grateful to have a season and I'm so grateful for my coaches and and everyone. So I'm sure you feel the same. No, I do. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think too, like, even if you're not on a team or like at some point, like everyone kind of has to give up things during COVID, you know? So I think they can relate to that to some extent or another. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good, good thing to like end on. It's like, no matter what you're doing, like whether or not you're playing a sport or whether or not, you know, you have a hobby during COVID, I think it is important to have a hobby or is important to find a purpose and like to find something that makes you happy and makes you want to get up and work. But yeah, is there any advice that you would give athletes right now that are struggling with their mental health? I would say just like, if you're having a hard day, remember that you're still in a pandemic. And like, I think a lot of, it's so easy to forget, especially when you're in season and you're really rolling with the team. But like, at the end of the day, we're still in a pandemic and you're going to come up with these obstacles and it's going to be super hard. So I think just at least acknowledging that and like realizing that you're like strong for doing that, I think is really important. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great place to end. And Lily, thank you for being so candid and sharing your experience and sharing your journey with COVID. Um, I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate everyone for listening. This has been another episode of Benched and this is your host, Jules Makia. And thank you to our special guest, Lily Dean. Want to share your story? Whether you prefer to share on a podcast, in a video, on a panel, or in a written blog, we cannot wait to hear from you. Just go to uncutchapelhill.com. That's uncutchapelhill.com. Click get involved and then share your story. Amplifying your voice has never been so easy.